0: Welcome to Pure Mind Magic, the show to evolve your mind. Our mind is the most powerful thing we have, but no one teaches us how to use it. When we find out how, we're ready to create magic in life and in business. Learn real mindset secrets from brilliant minds around the world to change your mindset and income level forever. With every decision you make, you create your future. What is your next move? Now, welcome your host, international magician, speaker, and podcast performance consultant, Jennifer, Jennifer S. Royal. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pure Mind Magic and the latest episode together with my guest today, Dr. Werner Krings, also from Munich, Germany but he's also living in Boston. Dr. Werner Krings is an award-winning social media expert. He's an executive coach of the method of excellence and also teaching people how to approach excellence. He is an expert at negotiation, how you can negotiate a lot of money for your projects, RISE money. He is the CEO and founder of Henley Global Consulting and studied himself at the Henley Business School. So we will have an amazing conversation today. Dr. Werner Krings will share with us how we can change in a second and that you also get what you give. So stay tuned for this inspirational interview. Before we dive in, a quick note to you. Maybe you are really into podcasting and discovered the amazing potential of podcasts and listening to podcasts, and then you might want to have Uh, a little notebook that helps you stay on track and remember everything you have learned and what you would like to look up afterwards. So exactly for this case, I created this podcast listening journal because I couldn't find something myself like that and I wanted to have something something like that so I created it myself and you can get it from Amazon in a print version or digital so I will leave a link in the show notes for this to grab your copy and make your podcast listening experiences even more efficient and make sure not to lose your million dollar ideas. Now we are ready for the interview, and here is today for you from Munich, Dr. Werner Krings. Hi Werner, welcome to Pure Mind Magic.
1: Hi Jennifer, thank you very much first of all for inviting me to that exciting show, and I'm looking forward to answer questions you have uh, about mindset, uh, how I use this in my day-to-day practice and then uh, moving from there. Is this okay?
0: Definitely, Venner, and you got it right. So you are the guests with the perfect mindset to start this interview. And we will have a very interesting episode together today talking about yeah business negotiation, about consulting. So you are very active in the world. You are an award-winning social media expert and you kind of live in the United States as well as in Europe. So you are German like me, but I know that you have an American wife, so maybe yes. before we dive into all this good <laughs> stuff today, can you give us a brief overview of who you are and what brought you to this very moment in your life, Werner?
1: Yes, um, um, my name is uh, Dr. Werner Krings and I have, uh, as you said, Jennifer, spent uh, years uh, of experience in uh, Germany as well as in the United States of America. I'm dual citizen. I've been in business consulting and coaching for over 28 years now. And I recently also finished my doctorate about uh, acceleration of business development processes in a global software environment with a relevant set of social media. And I'm very excited because a lot of these achievements uh, and also how to master challenges is dependent uh, on a mindset and how you change on a daily basis.
0: That is so true Werner and maybe you can talk us through a little bit because I know you have your strategies on how you start your day and we know it's very important to start a day with a clear mind and in a good mood like with good vibrations being on the right frequency to really design a good day meeting good people have good meetings and all of that so can you talk us through what happens when you get up in the morning?
1: Yes, that's a great question, and uh, I have to say up front, I'm not perfect. So I want to encourage everybody who listens to the show: a mindset is a choice. So when I get up, I start usually uh, thanking for things which come to my mind, and uh, this can be really uh, things. I'm thank you, uh, thankful for like clients. I'm thankful uh, just, you know, to have a really nice. Uh, comfort sleep. Uh, there are different uh, topics I can cover, and you can cover this as well. And it's very important that you start off your day to be grateful. So the attitude of gratefulness uh, is uh, of gratitude is very critical. So you really focus on good things which are about to happen. Yes, and then sometimes I have my journal next to me. I write down three things. I'm really grateful for. And uh, for example, I'm very grateful today for doing this show with Jennifer. Um, I'm also grateful that I'm in good health. Uh, I'm grateful that the snowstorm in Germany came to an end. So the <laughs> sun is actually melting the snow. It becomes bright again. So, and what I do usually then. I, f- I follow sort of a routine. I usually uh, go to the bathroom. I use my a different hand for brushing my teeth, sometimes the right hand, sometimes the left. And the reason for that, it builds synapses in your uh, brain. And uh, then I take my shower. I take a brief coffee. But what I usually do, uh, is I use also affirmation. I I look into my goals and objective for 2019. Um, I have a list, for example, of some uh, professional goals. Uh, For example, I will teach this year in Oxford, Vietnam. I just was recently invited to speaker engagement and a workshop in Portugal this April. And I also uh, have some personal goals, also have a happy marriage uh, with my wife, Maria, who's American and who's working for a global software firm, um, and also some personal development goals. So it's very important that we uh, be aware, we are aware that we can change in a second. So we are not trapped or bound by the past. And I had to really develop this, that when we uh, plant the seed of a positive idea, positive thoughts about us and others into our mind, it will then also produce a sort of a return on uh, the sowing, a sort of a harvest in the future. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what I do every day uh, when I look on my LinkedIn profile, for example, I thank... I'm thankful, I thank God for the good relationships, and I try to bless those people in these networks. So that can be that I just think uh bless them with a also bless their businesses with love, joy, fun, because these are high vibrations. Yeah. And then I also uh Sometimes do a like when this uh, contribution of the social media contact, for example, is positive. I like, I give them a recommendation. You know, I I, I support them because if you brand others or support others, it might come eventually back in another way or form to yourself. Yeah? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So my first thought is also in business, what can I add? of value, whether it's personal, academically, or business, to the particular person. And I bring an example. I recently was asked from a billionaire uh, to market um, a medical uh, technology project in Europe. And, of course, it was a huge honor. But my first thought was, How can I help him by tapping into my network? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yesterday I came up with these fancy ideas. I really offer this information to the family offices within my network. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I uh, push people to that, but I send them just a link to my website. I give them the freedom to decide whether they want to follow up on this, on uh, or not, but I really picked people I was thinking that might be a huge bliss for them or their particular clients, yeah
0: yeah very nice and uh, you said something very important here Werner like we can change in a second and that is so true so in every moment we have this choice what we are thinking and we know that our thoughts lead to our emotions and our emotions the mood we are in leads to the decisions we make and we end up with this results that fit our emotions and our thoughts so it's very impressive what you are doing and how you are helping people with your huge network work globally and i know because you are speaking a lot and you do a lot in the academic world that you also did a lot for the henley business school can you yes. explain to us what that is this german business school also compared like big names in the world like Harvard or yale
1: yes uh, thank you for asking this question so originally henley uh, business school is the oldest business school in the UK. And uh, it was built uh, just after World War II uh, to also launch the Marshall Plan, where Germany was one of the um, main beneficiaries of. And of course, Hanley is now all over the world with a campus in South Africa, in Finland, in Germany, just to name a few, in Malta. Malta, uh, because there's a huge... Um, innovation hub in terms of Bitcoin, and um, of course, um, why I chose Henley uh, Business School in the UK, and uh, there are a lot of uh, people coming from Harvard. They have a Harvard MBA from the MIT, from all the major business schools in the world to do their doctorate in Harvard. Uh, in sorry, in Henley. And originally I was supposed to do my doctorate in Harvard, but this was only possible on a full-time basis. And so I listened to some advice professors provided in uh, Boston really to look for a doctorate which is compatible, which is triple crown accredited, and where I really, after the doctorate, can support various uh, stakeholders, whether in the practitioner world or in the academic world, yeah? Mm-hmm. So for me, in pursuing the doctorate, the critical motivation was not the two letters. I mean, it's it's nice to have it because you can reach out to a different group in the world, which you could not reach if you do not have the two letters. But for me, the most important thing is encourage people, whether they are practitioner or And they have this longing to do an academic degree. And you can do that at Henley. And I supported various people. Yeah, because I saw the potential rather than, you know, the degrees or what the past was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let me summarize this in one point. Mm -hmm. Henley uh, Business School UK and and the global aspect was it was geared towards uh, helping to reshape and rebuild the post-World War II II economy in Europe. And there were involved not only academics, but practitioners, uh, the military in uh, Britain. And nowadays, we are looking uh, to do sort of a Marshall Plan for Africa to contribute to solve the refugee crisis here in Europe, yes? Mm-hmm. And so this school was very unique. And of course, uh, we had the Harvard Dean, for example, for one of the uh, latest uh, doctoral celebrations there. Uh, our chancellor is uh, Oxford, Harvard, and Yale. And that, of course, is like branding it helps uh, t- uh, to uh, motivate people because uh, it's like in your business. You, you help people to excellence, yeah? And you want to make sure that the brand supports as well, yeah? Yep. And there are very good business schools in the world. I'm not saying that Henley or Harvard are the best ones, but it sort of is a warrant that when you visit uh, or attend those schools that you really have personal development, leadership development, but also the academic and practitioner, rigor and relevance.
0: Very nice. So you you explained the Henley Business School and then Werner you are now the CEO of Henley Global Consulting. So what is your company doing?
1: Yes, that's a great question and uh, um, of course uh, it took me also years of preparation before I started Henley Global Consulting. I have Gained experience in um, the big three companies such as KPMG, Pricewaterhouse, to name a few, then also some boutique firms. And Henley Global Consulting is sort of a firm which uh, 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 our clients perceive us as leading in building powerful disruptive business development organizations, uh, be it either. To increase opportunities and expedite the business development for small, medium or larger companies, Um, also to accelerate leadership development. I have to say this, um, we are not part of Henley Business School but I chose the Henley name because I spent uh, nearly six years in England of my life and it's a beautiful setting and I've also seen in the US people coming from that background, Henley Regatta, setting up their shops, for example, in Nantucket, because they loved the England uh, environment, which inspired them to um, transfer this uh, also to the New England area. And as I'm also um, doing major business in the Boston, greater Boston area, I was thinking that name really connects. Yeah, and then what we do as well is executive coaching for this we have developed a novel approach um, to excellence I mean uh, there's nothing new under the sun but you know what you do is you gain experience knowledge and you reshape it and you build a new product and service out of this yeah
0: very interesting yeah so We all know, Werner, that in our modern world, social media is everything and you really have to have some strategies in place and some concepts behind it before you go out and promote your product or service on social media. And you are a award-winning social media expert. So what are your hottest tips on how to deal with social media and make your brand successful?
1: Yes. So social media is uh, like a barometer of relationships. It's like real life, uh, except that you don't have to uh, start face to face. You start via social media. And I would uh, condense this in one phrase. You get what you give. You have to give first in order to receive eventually something out of this. So, and uh, uh, building a social network on social media is you have to offer value, relevant content, and also encouragement to build trustworthy and credible relationships. It's like everything in life. So what I did in the first years when I uh, started with LinkedIn and Xing uh, to developing uh, the relationships I first thought about how can I benefit the person I contact, for example, Yeah, before I now send out a business proposal or ask for support on my end. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, that is very interesting. And you know that concept from your own business. If you brand or support others, uh, it mm-hmm. will come back in, uh, to you in multiple ways as well. Yeah,
0: that is so true. It's also another form of energy.
1: Yes, very important is. um, I was years and years ago in uh, Boston, also in Massachusetts, Concord, in a business network international. It's uh, an organization um, which is globally active, and I I was there sent by my former bank. I was in financial services, a business banker, and also. assistant manager and what I did before I talked about my business, I would really think how I can advance the business of the people which were attending that chapter. So I was awarded not only a networking award later on, but people approached me later on for big business because they liked the fact that I did not just talk about my business only, but thought also how, how we could leverage their business. So uh, what I did in practice, because it's, it's nice to talk, but it's very important to have also corresponding actions, I really invested, uh, for example, in their services. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So when when I had to print something, a brochure, I used the printer in the chapter. Or um, I used even a chiropractor in this chapter. And then, of course, I made the a good experience and would recommend this. And it was far more credible than just recommending a person without um, even taking their services. And long story short... Um, And we had a mortgage uh, broker in this chapter and uh, there was a rule that you do not take business from somebody else who is responsible in this chapter for that particular line of business or industry. And there there was actually the ethical conflict. What do I do now when a realtor approached me with a huge home equity line and uh, Because ethically, it would not have been fair to take this business by circumvening the mortgage broker. So I suggested to bring it to the point, go to the mortgage broker first. And when she said, no, she did not want that, I asked, of course, why do you want to come to me? And it boiled down to trust and credibility. But since I was not allowed to take the business by myself, I recommended to her if she insisted to do the business with my bank, that she does it uh, with one of my colleagues. And you know, we earned money on, uh, on top of our salary. And it would have uh, been a huge bonus for me to take that business. But I decided uh, to solve that ethical conflict to pass this business on to a banker of mine. She couldn't believe it. She said, are you crazy giving me that huge commission? And I said, no, take it, because we we have here also rigid guidelines. Long story short, what I did then, I uh, gave them business, which was approached to my bank for mortgage. I gave that then to the mortgage broker uh, in the BNI. So it was sort of a win-win. And all of us, made a huge gain out of it, and I was then later on, two months later, shortly blessed with one of the biggest business transactions in my banking time with this particular bank. And you see, if you think in the interest of others, it's sort of the golden rule, um, it comes back. Yeah.
0: Yes, that is very true. And I really like your mindset on how you approach this and really help people first and then wait what happens and how things unfold. And you're right, so things come back. And obviously, Werner, you have a huge knowledge in networking and how to deal with people and make good connections. And you also work as an executive coach teaching the method of excellence. What exactly is this and how can it help?
1: Yes, and and I uh, studied or pilot tested this uh, method together with an executive MBA and Henley and myself and I bring it to the point I finished last year my doctoral thesis and uh, the situation uh, presented itself that it was impossible to finish this project last year by July and there were so many disruptive changes, that supervisors were replaced or one supervisor left for six months to New Zealand with no internet access. And so the outside world looked really, really discouraging. I had to really get, develop this mindset. Um, and then we came up with this. I mean, uh, the coaching uses is other, uh, this approach Uh, Under different uh, various names. Um, It's called the story of success or excellence, Um, but nobody really reveals how it is going to happen. And so I decided to develop a story of excellence, like a story you read in a newspaper about a superstar you might admire. And I wrote this story about myself. And I would follow uh, and, uh, of course, adjust the story because it's a living document. It's not a fixed. It's like an open mindset versus a fixed mindset. It allows for changes. But the results were so amazing. Um, I had, also for example, I had rehearsed in the story that I would finish up very excellent with a doctorate. And everybody told me it's impossible and two weeks before my uh, oral exams, both examiners were even exchanged. So if you, for example, don't have literature of your external examiner and he reads your work, it can be very disfavorable um, assessed towards you. But instead of being discouraged, I really rehearsed my viva voce or the defense as a mixture of celebration, Christmas, birthday party, and of course, debate. So and uh, I was thinking myself, how would it be if I debated like a Harvard lawyer? And I had a role model, uh, a friend of mine in Boston, uh, who, who is a very successful lawyer. And I would put this in my story. So and let me give you what happened. Uh, so. It really uh, was like a projected in the story. Uh, Before I had this uh, uh, defense, there were other setbacks. I mean, the flight was very rocky. At three o'clock in the morning before the oral exam, the TV went on uh, and I couldn't shut it off and I never watched TV. Yes. (laughs) And then... I went into this exam and it was a little bit delayed. And uh, so instead of focusing on the outside temporary setbacks or perhaps discouraging events, you really focus on your approach rather intrinsically. Yes? Mm -hmm. And to sum it up, when I entered uh, the, and now it comes back what you do good for others eventually comes back to you. Just half an hour before the oral exam, um, we had a dinner with both examiners. And I met three people at Henley England. Uh, Two of them I recognized. One of them, she changed her hair color. I didn't recognize. And they told me, you did such a great job in the presentations, in the colloquia. Very encouraging. So when I got into the exam, I knew it would be very well received because of all the encouragement coming my way and then the external examiner came to the table and said to me, "Your doctorate uh, your thesis was excellent, well above the bar and of course, when he said this, I knew I had to go through the meeting and really uh, provide also the evidence that it was my own work, yes? Mm -hmm. And uh, to make that uh, story short, after one hour and 55 minutes, there was only one question I was uncertain to answer, and I was honest, and I said, I don't know the answer. Sorry, it was a while ago where I did all these statistics, so forgive me, I don't know the answer. And so they laughed. So if you are honest, even if it is a weakness, it it creates a positive atmosphere as well. Yeah.
0: Yes, that's true.
1: So and uh, th- th- to make the story short, I finished up with tiny revisions. I had to do fifteen minutes of changes, which is also it's a it's a gift of heaven. I call it. But what I did after my rigorosum. I supported people who were still in my cohort. I shared with them my knowledge, the preparation work. So you they don't have to reinvent the wheel by themselves. Yeah?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that uh, g- g- goes towards coaching, mentoring. If you celebrate other people's success and are happy for other people as well, you're Celebrated at some point too, and you are not alone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, because you want to have friends when you're successful, don't you?
0: (laughs) Yes, of course. (laughs) So very good advice here from your side. And I know that you have kind of a program for interested clients to learn everything you have learned in coaching and personal development and reaching excellence in what you are doing. And this is called the approach to excellence. So can you tell us where to find it and how to become part of it?
1: Yes, so I have a website called www.henleyglobalconsulting.com and people who are interested, they can contact me. Uh, I do usually half an hour complimentary session uh, so to provide value for my clients, whether they are executive clients, academic clients. And you find already some of the recommendations on my LinkedIn profile to see uh, what people's experience were with my coaching. But sometimes uh, clients ask me also, okay, coaching, it, it's a term, what is it about? You, are you certified? And I have to say this, I'm certified uh, also from Henley Business School, uh, UK, and uh, the coaching certificate is uh, compared as to Harvard and uh, Ashridge one of the top three uh, certifications. But more important is for the uh, potential clients, is there a fit? Is there a value for that person? And I want to make sure that I don't want potential clients to be intimidated, whether by experiences or by academic credentials. Uh, and I'm looking especially for the younger generation. And I have, for example, also clients who are of the younger generations who are just starting off, who have a dream. And I want to make sure that those people are not intimidated like I was when I was young and I met all these fancy business people and they would never share. They they were just a superstar, self-made man. I believe uh, that we are always made out of the experience we make in life. I'm not a self-made person because there are so many people who have impacted me over my lifetime. I still have coaches today. I'm coached myself by others as well, or mentored by others as well, because all the successes you have in life are impacted and influenced through your environment as well. Yeah? And so when I have young people, especially, who are starting just off their professional academic career, they figure quickly out that they don't have to be intimidated by a person like myself, and that I'm willing to share best practices so to get them uh, started ASAP uh, to be or what they um, envision to become.
0: That is very kind of you, Werner, and thanks for sharing that because I'm sure a lot of people are listening that are in the place where they start out and they are maybe younger and it's really in the beginning really overwhelming all the things you have to deal with. And so it's really great to have a partner or mentor on your side that has or did go the way before you and knows exactly what to do and what decisions to make. So I will share this link in the show notes to make it easy, accessible for everyone that's interested. And Werner, the last words of this episode are up to you. So is there something you have in your brilliant mind that you would like to share with the audience, something you can leave them for today in a really inspired and powerful state?
1: Yes. Uh, so first of all, I want to make sure I'm a normal human being like everybody who of the audience. And no matter where you are in your life, whether you are uh, top or you are uh, still broke, uh, or you are still uh, finding your way, it's very important to let you know that everybody can achieve of you what others have achieved. For example... Um, I met some, uh, six years ago, a lady who told me if somebody else can do a doctorate, you can do it too. And, but there is often, there are some challenges we have to master in this life. And uh, I bring some example. There are fears all of us have. When we are too young, we think we are not old enough. When we are old, we think we are not young enough. And there are so many, you know, know, it boils down that all your uh, setbacks or fears usually are the opposite of uh, what you might perceive in others. And I want to share a brief story. Um, In America, we say the grass of the neighbor is usually greener than the grass of your property. And I had this years and years ago happening, Um, My house is in Western Massachusetts and my neighbor has this beautiful lawn. And I was saying to him, so what are you doing with your lawn? It looks greener than my own lawn. And he says, come on over. And I'll share with you what I do. So when I I walked over to his lot, I perceived that my grass was actually looking greener <laughs> than his. So, and I and I got aware that it has to do with the angle of the light of the sun. So, let me uh, give you an example. If I now see you, for example, in business, um, a fear or a hindering thought would be, "Oh, she's more successful than I," because yadda, yadda, yadda. Or you might think the same of myself and that creates usually blocks. We don't ask them for support or we think our business or our approach is not well received enough. And that is a error, that is a major error. And that's something I work on coaching for others and and I do it for myself as well. Let me give you an example. I recently met a professor he had a 102-page resumes full of projects. He's uh, teaching at Wharton University. And, you know, usually when you send your resume and you just start your doctorate, you are a novice. You know, you have really little to prove. And I was amazed when this person got back to me and said at least he offered support. But I was very touched by that that this person with 102 pages, projects, and experiences would reach out back to me. And that's what only a little percentage does, whether it's on social media or also face-to-face. Because most of those people are consumed of the thoughts. They have to do more and more and more because they have not yet accomplished that and that goal. And unfortunately in life, it is with many people when they are then retired, it might be too late for them. And so I want to encourage young people to reach out immediately. Don't let people stop you because you have not yet the credentials or the professional experience. And if you meet and you know that from your own life, there are two groups of people. They're the people who encourage you to move mountains and go for the best in your life and unfortunately there's the other group of people who try to stop you try to tell you you can never do what they have accomplished whether it is in academia or in practice star stop focusing on the people who say you can't do and move towards the group of people who support you
0: very nice and i especially like the part where you can compare the grass. So I'm sure we all learned a lot of grass and the angle of the sun today. So that was amazing. Werner, thank you so much for being on Pure Mind Magic today, being my guest and sharing your business wisdom with us.
1: Yes, I thank you too. And I have to say this, I'm living by God's grace and thank God every day for new things. And this Everybody has this access. And that's very important that when you stop focusing on yourself only and understand that there are so many great people in today's world, you really can change and impact your world for good.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining me today at the interview with Dr. Werner Krings from Munich and Boston. Make sure to grab your copy of the podcast Listening Journal from Amazon to stay on track with all the podcasts you are listening to. Next week is waiting for you another midweek motivation and we will talk about practice like a magician because we magicians are famous for practicing a lot, spending a lot of hours practicing card tricks, illusions, to come up with the perfect illusion in the end on stage or close up at the table. And I will teach you what you can learn from this approach and why practice is so important, even in business and business meetings. So the next episode will be online for you next Wednesday. Until then, wish you a magical weekend. Have a good time and speak to you soon. Until then, create some magic.